Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Back to Backlog podcast with myself, Lindsay, and Sam. Thank you everyone for joining us. Um, Today we are going to be talking about phone and mobile games. But first, Sam, what have you been playing? Um, So I had, I was running, I was a site organizer for the Global Game Jam. So I ended up playing a lot of my own game that I I made (laughs) with a couple of good friends of mine. Uh, We made a really cool... Shameless plug, what's the game called? Heck yeah, it's called Exo Gardener. And... You're this gardener who goes out to the space station to find that everything's gone crazy. So you have to repair the the station, and then you have to go and uh, replant some some of the garden. Where and can people find this they game? Can find it on itch.io. If you search Whoa. Exo Gardener, you'll find it. It is for VR platforms. It is a VR game. Uh, so you're a space gardener in VR, and it's uh, it's really really fun to work on. I'm very proud very of it. Cool. So I spent a lot of time uh, playing that, throwing it on other people's heads and, and taking down notes so I could fix all the bugs. Nice. Um, in terms of other people's games, um, I got a small chance to play another Playdate game. It's a Metroidvania uh, called King's Dungeon. And it was really cool. It was really cute and funny, uh, short and sweet. So that's pretty much it, though. I'll be honest. It's been quite, quite hectic. How about you? So I've just been playing a continuation of the Cozy Games. Um, played a little more Witchwood, some Bear and Breakfast. Um, Disney Dreamlight Valley just came out with an update yesterday with two new characters and um, like a new event. That's cool. Um, they also opened up their like premium store, which is cool. I mean, it's just like cosmetics. Um, and I, I, it's going to be a free-to-play game, which I didn't realize. Ah. Um, like the money you pay for it now is just for the like early access. Which is cool. I mean, I I don't remember. I bought whatever the um, the biggest package was, but it was also on sale. So I don't even remember what I paid for it. Still, it's a neat way to do early access, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm totally fine with it. I've been having a blast with it still. Um, and it's really nice to see that they're doing, like, they've already, like, given their extended, like, this year-ish. Like, for the first, like, quarter of the year, at least. Like, their plans for releases. Um, so there's more characters that they're adding, you know, um, bug fixes, things like that. And I mean, I haven't had too many issues with bugs. I, <laughs> I joined a Disney Dreamlight um, Facebook group and left it pretty quickly because everyone there was, it was interesting. It was very weird. Um, but I guess for like people that have been playing it on console, especially Switch, have been having a lot of bugs. Oh, like yeah. things I didn't even realize that happened, like game-breaking bugs. And yeah. I'm like, I haven't had a single one of those. I have a feeling we're going to um, see more and more of that as as time goes on. Because, like, yeah, the Switch is getting long in the tooth. I, I'm starting to hear rumblings from all the journalists. Like, when is the next Switch coming out? <laughs> and realistically, it hasn't been out that long either. But yeah. I think that... Seven I, I don't know. I think they just need to... I mean, I've... Let's see. I I got mine in 2016. I think that was like the year. Yeah. 
after. I think it had been out for about a year. I think maybe 2015. That sounds right. I don't know if that's true or not. No, that sounds about right. So that, um, that would be like. I, I, I guess it, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's true. Um, yeah, I can I can see it having some problems, especially since like the the newer consoles have, you know, they're a lot more powerful. So having to, you know, make things so they run on the switch, I can imagine the switch ports are probably going to be. I, I also feel like if you buy your switch to have it be your like main way of gaming, like I just for me, it's always been like. And I realize it's pretty privileged to be like, it's not my like main way <laughs> right, to game. Right, right. My but other like, of course, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But like at the same time, you know, I, I love my Switch and I have definitely gotten my money's worth out of it. But I don't use it for, you know, like, I guess like bigger games, not bigger games, but like more yeah, complex games. Cross-platform stuff. Yeah. Like I'll always buy it for my computer or at the time when I didn't have a computer, I bought it for my PS4. Right. You know? So it was always like supplemental. I it kind of treated it like I did my 3DS. Mm. So I just I don't know if you can. I don't think it's meant to be like a first device. For... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but that was a whole tangent. Yeah, um, of course. But you know, the the Switch is the the reason why the Switch is so popular is because playing games on the go is awesome. It is. And the way most of us play most of our games on the go these days, to be honest. You know, as much as we love our switches and Steam decks, is on our phones. Yep, it is. Yeah, no, it's very true. Um, but yeah, Disney Dreamlight updates, lots of fun, uh, and then Fortnite, of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, your your normal rotations. Yeah, well, and I, I've taken Apex out for a little bit. I think yeah. I said last last mm. time, the mouth breathers, and I just I can't handle it. <laughs> Like push to talk, people. For Christ's sake, push mm. to talk, <laughs> or don't use a headphone, like a microphone at all. Yeah. Like just one or the other. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> well, so, okay. That was a lot. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so I guess here, I, first up on my list is something I I I played a while ago well, and something that I played recently. Why don't we? Because we we do phone games very differently. Oh sure. Um, yeah. So how do you like when you say? Because when I I like mine is, is essentially supplemental. Like it's just like little games that I can pick up and put down. You know. I think oh, sure. you. You know. I so, I think you play phone games a little bit differently. I think so. A lot of my games are. You know. I'm. I've got wait time waiting for people or you know, time I'm just kind of want to chill and uh, a lot of these games are games that i'll get really obsessed with for a while to the point where i have to uninstall it <laughs> so like i get into these games as a time waster and then like i really waste too much time and then have to uninstall it and it's a problem um <laughs> so uh, and yeah you're right i absolutely like i'll go full in i'll pay to get the ads removed so i don't have to deal with that um it's like a whole like just far too deeply involved um yeah and then i'm out <laughs> yeah so, i think i spent money on like maybe two or three phone games and that that's it and that's one of them's pokemon go like yeah that's more reasonable that's honestly yeah. more reasonable um i think there's only one of them on this list that is like super actually casual and i could leave on without concerning myself or, or others around me that <laughs> 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 maybe i'll end with that one but uh, <laughs> Has your wife ever staged an intervention? Yes. 
Uh, <laughs> yes, it was. It was over. It was over solitaire. A solitaire of all things. I know. I know. It was over solitaire games. <laughs> uh, anyway, proceed with the first game. Sure. Want to talk about? <laughs> all right. So I'm a big Tomb Raider fan. Uh, you know, grew up with the the old games. You know, um, pointy people. And, uh, so I'm, you know, when they put out some, some mobile games, I was super interested because, um, so in 2015, they came out with Lara Croft Go, which was, um, and I think this was before Pokemon Go was that, I don't remember, but this was based on like the, um, so it was a sort of follow-up to Hitman Go, which Hitman Go was this interesting, like board game version of Hitman. Um, and so they did something kind of similar with, uh, Lara Croft Go, it was a brand new adventure and Lars going to these dungeons and there's this sort of like um, this sort of like grid of nodes that you can move Lara to. So you can just kind of swipe in the direction of the next the next spot on the on the board and you just solve a bunch of puzzles. Like even the sort of combat is really more about sort of leading, you know, like these ancient lizards or something uh, or, or other animals that attack you. Um, you know, often it's more, more leading them into a trap um, than anything and, and like not letting them catch up to you more than it is like shooting or anything. So it's definitely a puzzle game. Um, it's a Tomb Raider puzzle game that was really, really good. Um, there's a lot of secrets. Like I played all the way through. Um, now, it, it, it's on everything. You know, uh, I think I played it on my Vita even, um, but it works really well on the phone. I think that that swipe control works really well. Um, and so this morning I saw that they had released sort of recently, uh, a new Tomb Raider game, um, and it's Tomb Raider Reloaded. So this year, um, where the first one was, uh, Screen Enix Montreal, this one's, uh, I think they contracted it out to Emerald City Games. And this is sort of more, it's still kind of a, like a really nice mobile version of Tomb Raider, um, it's more of a retelling of the first game, so it opens up with a cutscene talking about, you know, Lara being contracted to go find the the Atlantean Skion, um, and you sort of go through the same levels as in the original story, uh, but it's more like focused on the action side of things. So what happens is you, you know, drop your finger anywhere and move it around as a virtual joystick to move Lara in a direction, and then whenever you stop, Lara will automatically shoot at things. And so you're just trying to like dodge things and sort of your, your, your risk reward is about when do you stop and for how long do you stop and let Lara shoot at things. Um, and it's got all the mobile game trappings of like the, like an ancient roulette wheel to see what new, you know, a bunch of coins you get, but it also has like kind of roguelite trappings too, where like, um, you'll upgrade and you'll be given the choice between three different, um, different upgrades that you can go with, um, kind of like how, uh, uh, sort of that, um, vampire survivors upgrade system worked. And to be fair though, they don't even let you look at the shop until you've beaten the first area. And even when I got there, there was no way to put real money in. It was like, no, 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 you can get, you can get extra, you know, crystals by either playing or watching a ton of ads. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll just play. Um, so it was kind of nice. It, it, it has all the predatory trappings that like are addictive, but it has none of the give us money part of that. <laughs> so it feels a lot nicer. Um, uh, I think it does a really good job of, of capturing in a mobile game, the action side of the Tomb Raider game. 
uh, whereas Lara Croft Go really captures the puzzle side far better. So it's it's really neat. If you like Tomb Raider, like those two games are like the great two different ways to play it on a phone. I've never heard. I I mean I I don't think I've probably heard of anything that you're going to talk about. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> um, I mean I I typically just play, like, I uh, it's mostly puzzle games to be perfectly honest. Um, and like various ones, like I'll pick them up and I'll put them down and you know do a different one. A lot of them like the. I can't remember the name of it, but the one where you, it's like a house that you can decorate and you unlock. I mean, they're, they're all kind of like that. A lot of them are, nice. you know, you have a thing and you play and you get to customize and make that thing look pretty, whether it's a garden or a house um, or, you know, if it's if some of them are like fashion related, you know, they're just time killers. Like I'll, you know, play a little bit before I go to bed to sort of like shut my brain off. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, that's pretty much how I use them. You know, I've played a number of those, like, idle games, like the Neku Atsume Castle Cat kind of thing. I don't really do those anymore because they're just, just don't. So, yeah, I mean, and nothing, like, there's only a few titles that I'm, like, kind of attached to that I'll, like, go back to. But most of them I'm not very loyal to. <laughs> like, that's I've fair. probably paid, like, or played, like, um... I don't know, 10 plus puzzle little games that I just like, <laughs> you know, we'll play for a couple of months and be like, oh, okay, I'm done with this one now on to the next one. And it's not even because it gets harder or anything. It's just. Yeah, you're just, you're just, you just got what you wanted out of it and you're, yeah. you're sort of done with it. Which is part of the reason I don't spend any money either yeah. because I, you know, I just, I know I'm not going to stick with it. That's super fair. Mm-hmm. So no specific titles there, just themes of puzzle games and idle games. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, so one really cool game, uh, a tower defense game uh, called Steampunk Syndicate. Uh, good, good friend of mine. He uh, put me onto that one. Uh, I'm not normally a huge like tower defense guy, but they can be pretty fun, you know, going through an upgrade tree and this and that. And it had really cool steampunky uh, cartoony art. Um, so I really enjoyed Steampunk Syndicate. That was a good game. Um, you, know, you can unlock like Tesla towers that zap your enemies and you know, big steam powered things to defend. But um, and then you have a sequel. Um, I got I got hitched up on a bug halfway through and had to just was like, all right, well, that's done. Uh, I, I couldn't. You know, it was like soft lock. I oh, get, no. I couldn't get past. Uh, no matter how many times I tried to replay it. That's the worst. I know. I know. At least, like, I got a, through a whole first game and it was, like, a bug a soft lock in the second game. I was like, oh, okay. That's fine. But I really do recommend Steampunk Syndicate. I think it was a really cool tower defense game. And, like, yeah, I got to the end and I was like, all right, cool. Um, and I, I did move on to the second one, but yeah, they've probably patched it by now. Because um, it's been, I don't know, a few years since then, since they released it, so but they're really cool yeah, tower defense. Probably. They're, they're cool tower defense games, to be honest. Nice. I've never gotten into tower defense games. They're just not my favorite. Yeah, they're really passive, but like, I don't know, I was, I was kind of feeling it at the time. It was just kind of like, you know, while making dinner and like, you know, set up a few more towers, upgrade a couple things, and then just yeah, stir. I, <laughs> it's probably fine in like a phone game. Like that would probably be okay. But like, 
normally tower defense games. Mm. I just, I don't have the like, str- I, I mean, if I really thought about it, I could probably come up with a strategy, but I just don't want to. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm being honest. This, one was, <laughs> this one was pretty mindless. It's, it's pretty, it was pretty easy, thankfully. Um, <clears throat> nice. Yeah. yeah. So I know we mentioned Pokemon Go, but that is one of the, actually, Nintendo has a few Pokemon games. There's the Pokemon Go, there's like a cafe game, the Magikarp Jump game, oh and another puzzle game that I forgot the name. The cafe one is like, it's a puzzle game, and I like it better than the other one that I can't remember the name of. So they have a couple. Nice. Um, and I've played all of them. The older one, um, actually, I think you can get both puzzle games on. The older one I had on my 3DS, and then I realized, oh, I can get it on my phone. That sounds way better. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I, those are all, those are a lot of fun. And I mean, Magic Heart Jump is just so stupid, but it's so fun. It was so addictive. I love that. I love it. I love it so much. But that one, I think, I wish that it was a little less predatory. Like that has a really steep, mm-hmm. like, monetary value to it. Like, yeah, like I don't the, remember spending money packs- on it. Maybe I didn't it either because it was so expensive. Yeah, I spent a little bit to get something, but I mean, it was like five bucks. You know what I mean? Like it right. wasn't that much. Um, and I'm like, you know, yeah. yeah. So that that's my my big gripe with that is, but it's so fun. It's so stupid. I love it. Um, I still play it fairly frequently. Like it's installed on my phone, <laughs> and I just it's so stupid. I love Magikarp. I forget what the gameplay is the game right now. You train your Magikarp and you go through like, so you train your Magikarp, you like feed it and like go through little training things with it. Um, you can get little like items to put in like the water that give it bonuses. And then you can get like bonuses and items from like the, like the other Pokemon that you can get to like hang out with you. Nice. Um, and yeah, and you train them and then you go through like bosses essentially or like not bosses but like um like you fight you know there's like a a road with trainers who also have magikarp and you have to jump higher than their magikarp in order to to progress and it's it's so stupid and i love it but like there's also traps too like if you your magikarp jumps out of the water too many times like a pidgey can come by and like take it away oh right or and it's just like random yeah or like if you you know find pretty glass in the um and the the water it can be like i think that one was like a, a hook that like hooked the magic carp and you had to get a new one because it obviously died oh. um so it was like abrupt so i'm always <laughs> scared to like but it's like a risk and reward thing and some of them like you'll get pretty good items but other times like you'll have to to start over (laughs) it's so so funny it scared the crap out of me the first time that happened i was like making poor magic carp jump and all of a sudden pidgey comes out of nowhere it was like (laughs) oh no and then you have to go back to the magic carp like pond to get another one and like start all over you start all over the person was like you should take better care of it like what's wrong with you essentially it's awesome Um, yeah. yeah I will say that Pokemon Go was absolutely freaking revolutionary. That, that I, summer was magical. Yes, that it came the out. day it came out, we <sighs> my my boyfriend and I like went just downtown, and like everybody was doing the same thing. Like it was such a magical time. I would like just, I don't think travel I... to nearby towns to go to their parks, and we just bump into our friends of yeah, ours. Yeah, we didn't yeah. even plan to bump into like. 
we didn't even leave like the city that we live in because there's just so much like yeah. on like in like on the main downtown strip yeah um so we just like hung out there it's so good i don't even like i don't play it regularly but if i go somewhere new like a convention or something i'm i'm bringing i'm bringing pokemon go out just yeah. to like, check for for stops so you can like get the what is it like the stickers or something you give away in the gifts that have like the 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 yep. pokestop like where it's from mm-hmm. um a little gifts yeah yeah I, yep. I will say they keep being like hey you want to be part of a raid and i'm like no this is not an mmo <laughs> Yeah, I haven't done that because it's like it's timed and I'm just never around it. Yeah. Like I'll do the gym sometimes if I'm around. Yeah, I always felt like all the gym and battling stuff is like this is for people who like live in New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Boston or whatever, right? Yeah, anytime like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, So it doesn't really end like we live in a smaller city, so it's not quite the same. Right. Yeah. We don't have people high density of pokestops <laughs> no it's basically just like downtown and then it's like you know a, a ways away from one pokestop to the next yeah uh, but yeah that summer was awesome <laughs> we just like met a bunch of people that were also just out catching pokemon and playing pokemon go it was great i mean i've definitely spent spent time like hey can you just like drive slowly by the park yeah yeah you want to spin the stop yeah okay <laughs> just slowly creep by it on the way home or something yeah yep 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 uh, that's so good <laughs> but yeah nintendo makes some pretty good um some pretty good mobile games yeah yeah well i guess while i'm sort of feeling nostalgic uh i should bring up progress bar 95 um this game, I think, early early releases came out in 2019, but they are still adding stuff to it. So Progress Bar 95 is this crazy, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like you are, uh, with your finger, you're moving a progress bar around the screen. And little, like, pieces of progress bar are falling down in, like, like small little chunks. And you're trying to catch the blue ones to make, you know, the progress go all the way. And there's some, like, you know, double double blue. And there's, like, uh, corrupted orange that are, like, half point. And then there's some, like, red, which will, like, mess you up. And there's a couple other, like, trap ones. And, like, so you're trying to fill up this progress bar. And, like, every once in a while, there'll be a pop-up that, that you have to, like, click close on. Or, like, Clippy will come and, like, hey, did you know? And you have to, like, close him out. Um because the whole game takes place in like an old computer the first so the first um sort of operating system that you unlock is progress bar 95 right it's based on windows 95 and you can like unlock progress bar or like progress dos progress bar xp like progress bar meme right uh, making fun of windows me um there's like a whole like line of mac os's you can unlock too um and like every time you're earning points you're like upgrading your like fantasy hardware so like there's just punny like fantasy versions of like the old pentium and whatever like oh you upgraded your ram to like 16 megs today and like by the time you're done the game you've unlocked progress bar 11 and you're like got 32 terabytes of of hard drive you're upgrading today like (laughs) it's just this weird nostalgia trip 
like when you do collect the the yellow progress bar segments you can play a mini game to defrag <laughs> like defragment your hard drive to to like get full that's points. pretty clever um there's a whole solitaire game in there <laughs> it's it's a simplified like five card solitaire like you know one through five solitaire instead of one through king uh ace through king um and uh there's like a weird like matrix mini game which shows up every once in a while there's like they just added a whole new like vintage web experience you can like hunt down this like vintage looking internet like finding bonus point buttons like it is crazy deep it is insane and hilariously just it's a weird neat time for anyone who has any nostalgia for old computer stuff like 90s uh upward um it's it's just a neat game it's very weird it's very cool um i i don't you know it, i love it on the on the phone i do think the steam version probably w wouldn't be too bad um but yeah yeah it's it's weird it's worth a look it's worth a spin hmm. uh, to see if you like it because if you do like it like the upgrade path it's just kind of fun watching like fake fantasy hardware get upgraded like you're upgrading your cpu or your ram or whatever um as you play it's it's neat that like you play the same game but it just keeps upgrading itself like the experience keeps changing in theme and tone um but it's the same exact game so i don't know progress of r95 i super dig it <laughs> that that actually sounds pretty interesting um so the one game that i i have been playing for quite a while and that i keep like i haven't really stopped playing it. It's the Nikki Love Dress Up Queen game. And it's basically like a fashion game, but it has like a lot of other stuff you can do. Um, like there's like a storyline you can join, like um, I forget what they're called, but they're like stylist, like guilds basically um, with like other players. That's neat. Um, and like, you know, do like earn stuff there, um, like do little quests and stuff there to unlock more clothes um what else can you do there's like a style competition but there's also like a free dress where you can just like um i mean there's there's a couple different types of style competitions there's like you one of them you like um like they give you parameters and some of the parameters are pretty arbitrary i will say that they could clean that up a little bit um but like whoever has like the highest point like wins that round um, and you get like in-game currency for for doing that, and then. So can you use the in-game currency to like buy new outfits? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's outfits, materials, um, oh, mostly cool. actually just outfits, not materials. You oh, get okay. like no, you like, can't crafting. There, there is crafting, but it's all like you turn, like you get clothes from um, like levels or like from the little. Um, like there's like a, a store i guess that like they'll update okay. um they had and the, there's like the premium currency and then there's like the the non-premium currency and like the store has both of those like you can get clothes for those um but basically like you take clothes and make different clothes with the mm. the crafting so there is crafting it's got a lot of like little things so there's a lot to do it feels pretty immersive the story is pretty good um and I just, it's really like aesthetically nice too. Cause they just like, I mean, they have, you know, like fantasy clothes, they have, you know, just normal kind of fashion, like high fashion 
clothes, different aesthetics. It's it's really a lot of fun. Seems um, really cool. Yeah, I knew nothing yeah. about this until that trailer for. I was so excited. The yeah. spinoff like platformer game. Came yes. That... I don't think it's a platformer. I think it's supposed to be like it looks like more like like Breath of the Wild, like not necessarily open world, but like you're free to to move around and do things like i mean some of the the environments they had the characters sort of floating and jumping through reminded me a lot of like alice madness returns designs except just with a whimsy prettiness instead of like a twisted victorianness i'm really interested to see what it is and what it looks like i'm i was so excited it looks gorgeous and i love the idea that your powers are based on the outfit you're wearing yes i love that I mean, I, I'm pretty into fashion anyway, like not like, you know, how, like high fashion or anything. Like I don't pay attention to that, but like I like, you know, clothes. I like putting together outfits. Um, I like seeing like a lot of the like YouTube content I watch is like people thrifting, people putting together outfits for like different events and aesthetics and whatever. Nice. And I just I really like that. So I think that's part of the reason I'm drawn to like game. It, I played another one similar to it, but I stopped because this one was just better. I don't even remember what the other one was called. Um, this one was just like much better put together. Um, yeah, it's just it's really you know, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, so I'm really excited to see what they do with the, the, like the video game. Yeah. That seems really neat. Um, cool. Cool. I guess I'll stick with the magical theme here then. Um, a mobile game I super recommend it. It's something that you can kind of pick up for a while, have a wonderful time with, and just kind of let go whenever you feel like, but it's a really neat idea with really beautiful, really cool art. It's Miracle Merchant. Uh, it came out in 2017. Miracle Merchant is this really cool game. You basically, it's kind of, I don't know, it's this card game, right? And you you have four different decks. You have a green deck, a yellow deck, a blue deck, and a red deck. And throughout the decks, um, you're kind of pulling, you see, you see the top card of the deck. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you use the cards in the game, you will sort of flip over the next card and every once in a while you'll get a black card so they're sort of like um, black death looking cards with um, crows and spiders and things on them Um, but what you're doing in the game is you have a queue of customers and they're all sort of different like medieval fantasy looking characters you know witches and and goblin dudes and, and that sort of thing and knights and you can always you know as long as you can see them in the queue you can usually see the the person you're serving and the person behind them and you can see that there's a speech bubble that says the sort of the color of ingredient that they need in the potion that they're requesting from you and then once they walk up to you and they're the current customer you can also see a, a different little bubble that shows you the ingredient that they really like so you can get bonus points for giving them that but you must give them the sort of the required ingredient so then you just have to take from your deck and sort of build up a potion of four cards. So if they need a if they need a red and they really like yellow, then obviously you'll pick a, a red card first to start maybe, and then you'll maybe throw in a yellow. But you can get bonus points for doubles. Um, the cards themselves have little indicators that give you bonus points for, say, 
uh, I picked a red card, and it's got a little yellow indicator on the left. So if I put a, a yellow card to the left of this card, then I get a bonus for doing that. Um, or they might say, hey, you'll get a bonus for any blue card in the potion. And you're like, oh, maybe I'll throw in a blue card as well. And the black cards sort of give you negative um, points. But sometimes, like, you know, there'll be a, a knight or something who comes up to you, and he needs uh, a black card. And so you need to put one of the sort of the, the, the negative point cards in there, and you have to balance the other points around it so that hmm. it stays above zero. Like, you can't give anybody a potion that's worth less than, you know, less than one um, point. But if you don't have any black cards, say, or then you can uh, once per sort of game, you can boot a customer to the back of the line. So you'll serve them last. Um, and yeah, sometimes you'll run out of cards by the time you get to the last customer because you've kind of used up every card in the red deck. And then, this, you know, the second to last customer needs red. It's a required ingredient. You're like, oh, I shouldn't have wasted all my reds. So it's this interesting balance. Um, it's just got really cute art and it's pretty simple. And like, I found it like really just easy to play without thinking too hard. And you can kind of play it at your own time. There's no time um, pressures. So I don't know. I just, I dig it. It's really cool. It's really pretty. And it's a neat idea for like a card. Yeah, that does sound cool. Thing, so. I do like a good card game. Yeah. Um, let's see. So this this one it's it it's like a phone app but I, I so i kickstarted this a few years ago uh in 2020 or I, I i got it in early 2020 um it's called melbit's pod and so you get this little it's like this egg-shaped toy contraption that you essentially you use it to raise the like little creature in the the phone app um, like the, what you raise depends on, like, if you put it in like a light environment, a dark environment, a cold or a warm environment, like mm -hmm. depending on like what the environment is when you're raising that specific little thing, um, you will get like a different outcome. Nice. So it's kind of like the dark and light chow thing, except it's more about an environment than a, than yeah, an alignment. except yeah, except you're actually like physically putting your oh. little egg into the refrigerator or on the heater or something. Oh, that's cool. So, so the physical device has yeah, like yeah. sensors on it. Mm -hmm. to, to know. Yep, yep. That's really neat. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of fun. I haven't played with it as much as I did when I first got it, um, but there's I mean they're still updating it. You can still buy them. Um, and it's a really neat idea. The whole reason I got it is obviously I like Tamagotchis. So this was kind of a cool, um, like, a different take on it. Hmm. Um, um, this one obviously, like, costs money because you have, like, the, the app is free, but the app is useless without the little pod. Um, so, like, they go together, which, honestly, I, I think those are fun. Like, those little interactive, like, you have to have something. Yeah to be able to play the game you know um i don't i don't know what the price point is i kicked it was so long ago i kickstarted it i don't remember it being like heinously expensive but i don't, also don't remember it being like super cheap either mm. um but so, it's it's so, really cute that's a and really then, neat experience <laughs> yeah and then when you like you release them too but like you can also like if you do something wrong you can also create a virus <laughs> and like it <laughs> Yeah. I don't I don't know what the viruses serve or anything like that. Um, but like, yeah, if you mess up and don't meet its needs, 
when you're raising it, then it can, it can become a virus. Mm. That's neat as heck. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, it's a lot of fun, too. It, you know, the little egg thing makes noise, too, I, I believe. But and you can, I didn't know this, because um, I think I posted it on the Facebook page or something. I'm like, Does any, like can you turn the sound? Because it was really loud. <laughs> and at the time I was using it, my boyfriend and I were on different schedules. He was working first shift. I was working oh. second shift. So, like, I couldn't be super loud, you know, like, one in the morning when I wanted to play with it. Right. Because, <laughs> um, you know, like, we have a fairly large apartment, but, like, it's still, like, it was really loud. Um, but you can, like, adjust the volume, which is good to good to know. <laughs> yeah, it's such a cool idea. Um, That's cool. I'm surprised it didn't take off a little bit more than, because I, I don't think it's very popular. Like, I don't think a lot of people bought it, but it's, it's really cool. Um, and I didn't hear like any chatter about it much in the um like the tamagotchi group simon and i kind mm. of expected that i just don't know if they advertised it is strong because i think if they have a really good product and i think that it's something you know a lot of yeah they just need to get the word out there to get yeah, people who like, want to buy it and play it play i can it. see kids liking it i can yeah. see adults you know who you're gonna have to show me this thing uh at some point so i can see what this thing is like because that that seems really neat i really want to see a demo of this <laughs> yeah it's 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 a lot of fun um that's cool yeah i definitely recommend it and hopefully i mean they've been continuing to support it so you know the it's really solid and i i can see like people of all ages really liking it whether mm. you know it's a kid or an adult like me who i mean i still buy myself toys it's fine yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, or like want the nostalgia of like an you know something that feels like a tamagotchi. Yeah, that's cool. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so my next game is something. Uh, again, I can easily recommend this to anyone. It's a game called Reigns. Um, the original came out in 2016. Um, I really dug its sequel, uh, Reigns Her Majesty, I believe it's called. And there was a Game of Thrones themed version of this, which is cool. That sounds familiar. So so the general concept is that you are cursed to be a king who will keep reincarnating forever. Um, and sort of there's this dog by your side, which is like actually the devil in disguise or like the dog gets possessed by the devil or something. And like you know the devil has cursed you to sort of constantly fail and be killed and have to relive and reincarnate all the time because i guess you made some like bad deal or something i forget um but in general your your day-to-day -day life is you're trying to you have four indicators you know one represents the church one is the people one's the army and the other is the treasury and you're trying to make decisions that will ensure that none of these four different um, bars sort of ex like fill up all the way because then, then that one particularly uh, part of the, you know, the country is too powerful. And then you get an event where like, you know, if the treasury, if the uh, the treasury gets all the all the money, it's it's all the way at the top, then the traders guild will overthrow you, um, you know, if you your church. You know, and and the same with the other direction too. If if your bar goes all the way to the bottom, then you'll probably end up getting you know killed. Like your, um, you know the 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 people, right? The people is like all the way at the bottom, and it's like, hey, you know, <laughs> there's no more people to rule. You failed as a, as a as a king, um. 
And the way you make decisions is somebody, you get a stack of cards and you're presented with a little bit of story and you can swipe left or right, uh, Tinder style, to make a yes or no decision usually. Um, there's sometimes they flavor it a little bit more than just yes or no. And sometimes it's just a next. So whichever direction you're swiping, it's just continuing the, the, the story. But um, it's really neat. And you do get indicators with each decision. Like if you if you sort of swipe it to the left, but you don't let go or swipe it to the right and you don't quite let go, it'll show you little small like circle indicators above the different meters telling you which things that decision will affect and like by how much, but it won't tell you in which direction. So you, you, just, you can generally intuit it from the decision you're making, right? Where they say, hey, there's a plague. We need to close the the castle gates and there's a big circle under people and there's a circle under you know uh the treasury or something right then you kind of know okay well if we close the gates then we're going to kill a bunch of people like that's that's the decision you're making right you can kind of guess um but it's really neat and there's a lot of really interesting secret decision like there's some decision trees that you can sort of wind your way down to sort of unlock bits of the story that sort of span the whole time not just the small little reign of the the lifetime you're living just then. So it's neat. It's neat to see how long you can sort of stay alive for because I you know, I, I doubt anyone can sort of make the decisions to like stay alive forever. Right? Yeah. You know, usually it's like somewhere between, you know, <laughs> you can get yourself killed in a few years, you can get yourself killed in like a hundred years if you do really well, sort of thing. But it's just a neat game and sort of taking that tender left right swipe and turning it into a game mechanic was a really cool idea. And I think it worked out well. Yeah, that's an interesting. I This one I might have. It sounds familiar. Yeah, I definitely would recommend Her Majesty. The first one's good, but I think Her Majesty is even better. Um, and I guess Game of Thrones fans would just gravitate towards that first. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um. So again, Nintendo, Animal Crossing, Pocket Camp, very cute. Love, love me some Animal Crossing. I had no idea there was a phone game. Yeah, it's it's different from the uh, from like the typical uh, Animal Crossing game. So you have like a little campsite with like a camper that you can decorate. You can invite like um, little friends to little creatures. I guess they're not really villagers if they're camping, but villagers. Yeah, but I like the, um, I like the theme idea. Like you're on the go because you're on your phone. And so your character is on a yeah. vacation somewhere. Yep. And then there's different locations. So you can go and like collect different uh, um, like fruits and different bugs and different fish. Talk to different um, villagers and when you meet certain requirements you can bring like you can invite those villagers to like hang out with you that's really your, cool yeah it's cool it's it's really cool um there's like i haven't spent any money on it but i could yeah. see like if you wanted stuff you could easily spend money in it <laughs> um but yeah it's it's just cute it's fun it's you low um stress you know it's just it's something fun to play while you're just killing time in between tasks or whatever. Nice. That one's fun. Cool. Yeah, well, I guess uh, if we're going with chill time killers, I'll go with the one that I, I foreshadowed 
uh, I did not have a toxic relationship uh, with, <laughs> which is Alto's Adventure and Alto's uh, the sequel, Alto's Odyssey, which I like the sequel way better. Or I like them both a lot. I think the sequel adds just enough that it's like it edges out and it's like, yeah, of course, I'll play Odyssey first. Um, but I'm, I'm not upset to play Adventure. Um, so it was made by uh, in 2015 by Team Alto. Um, they did eventually port it to consoles, which is interesting because this game is like it's got that like flash vector graphic uh, design look. So like blowing that up to 4K was gorgeous. Um, but it looks it, it's great on phones, too. It's, it's a one button experience, so it works wherever it is. And I think it works really well on the phone. Um, so you're just like yeah, the first game, at least you've got a, like a bunch of llamas who've escaped this pen. And so <laughs> you have to like or alpacas, I think maybe I think it's alpacas. And yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. It's alpacas. And so you have to like sandboard down these hills and it's just like this infinitely downward hill and you know you can do flips and you can sort of catch up to these these guys and, and get points for catching up to them um every so often there's like a, a a big jump that you have to make over sort of to get to the next section um and it was really really cool and odyssey took that and they added several different biomes like there's like a sandstorm area there's like a really cool lush environment area where uh, a lot of the time in Alto's Odyssey, there's uh, hot air balloons with like little um, strings with those little triangle flags on them. And you can sort of grind on those and get points for that. Uh, and in the jungle area, there's also vines, which sort of will snap if you stay on them too long. It's really cool. And they added like this cool, like um, in, in sort of the desert Mesa rock area, they added like, jumping up these sort of textured walls I don't know, it's super cool and then if you get far enough in the game you can unlock like a wingsuit like a little jet powered wingsuit like you get like so much fuel to sort of jet your way um to sort of do some tricks and loops above the ground uh, a bit more it's neat i think the best thing about it is that you know at every point to get to the next level they give you three goals and they're like, do this and do that thing and do that thing. And so you just have to focus on figuring out how to do that one, you know, those three tasks. Right. So you don't you're not expected to learn how to, you know, bounce off a rock and, and backflip over two hot air balloons right away. Right. The first task is just like collect a few coins, you know, jump over a chasm, you know, basic stuff. And it just keeps getting, you know, more complex as you get better. And that that sort of skill progression is really gradual and really nice and like there's a few sort of things that i struggled with and i remember at least in the phone version uh, at least with adventure you could sort of be like all right i'm gonna pay you know with the coins that you gain gain in the game not like not like real money um you're like i'm just gonna um sort of pay to skip this one task that i'm struggling with and i'll go and earn the other two and then you make it to the next level and after so many levels, you unlock another character who might be faster or sturdier or might have a double black, uh, a double jump, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I think I got to the end of Alta's Adventure and you like actually unlock an alpaca as a as a person you can uh, sandboard with, which I is that. really cool. Um, so it's a really chill time. Like it's got chill vibe music. It's got great like 
sunset color schemes it the the sort of just vector banding uh the art style is just really great it's a chill time whether you know like no matter where you're playing it it's just a chill time so that i can pick up and put down like anytime and it's nice and now i'm back to my cozy game voice <laughs> <laughs> well they keep with the music theme um both bang dream and love live which are both animes like idol and well mm. love live is an idol anime bang dream is like a band anime cool. um think like an updated k-on okay kind of vibe I like <laughs> I, yeah it's one of my favorites but they're rhythm games and i love them um, I don't play them as much anymore. Uh, I played them for a long time and pretty frequently. It's it's just a lot of fun. Um, they are, I remember the Love Live one being difficult for some reason. And I'm usually pretty good at rhythm games. So I don't remember why I thought it was hard, though. I haven't played them in a little bit, but I definitely recommend them. Because, I mean, Love Live is one of my, like, I love idol animes. Love Live is one of my favorites. Um I haven't seen the newest one. There's like a new one that came out. I've seen Sunshine in the original, but I haven't seen whatever like the newest one is. Mm. But they have, um, you know, all the, the the characters with different outfits. And I just, I love it. I love the aesthetic. I love, I mean, I like the music too from both Bang Dream and Love Live. So it, it's cool to hear nice the music what, so is it like the uh like the sort of bubbles that reach the edge of the screen kind of rhythm game or yes okay i cool, believe cool. yeah yeah i don't actually i don't remember what bang dreams looked like i played that one a lot less mm. um part of it too is i never have the sound on my phone or yeah. like if i'm playing Unless my you have headphones yeah yeah like i there or there's something else happening in the background like i'm never just on my phone list like watching a video or um they usually have like the TV on in the background or something. Yeah, which makes sense I, why you haven't played those that. those rhythm games in a while. Yeah, I played them a lot more pre-pandemic because I did a lot more of mm. just the phones like pre-pandemic for whatever reason. But now I'm much more likely to pick up my Switch, my Steam Deck, like yeah. one of my my 3DS if I'm looking for something to like sit down and play. Yeah. So yeah, but I definitely recommend them, especially if you like those animes um and you like the just the vibe the, the pop idol yeah vibe or the um girl band i mean the bang dream is it, it's rock more rock than love live but it's still pretty poppy mm. well i guess i gotta uh let's see i've got a story game that totally you might not jive with based on the way you play phone games for sure probably not um it's it's <laughs> And now it is available on on Steam and and things, but uh, it's it's called Eighty Days, so it's another game from Inkle. You know, I've played, I've talked about many of their games here, um, like like uh, Heaven's Vault and things. But Eighty Days was sort of the, one of their original breakout hits. Uh, it sort of uh, came out in twenty fourteen and won like some iOS Game of the Year award thing. And um, so the thing about Eighty Days is that it is a steampunky retelling of Around the World in Eighty Days, and you are Passepartout, the sort of uh, um, valet for Phileas Fogg, the gentleman who's made the bet that he can make it around the world in eighty days. So you have to help him along, do some sort of research or exploring around cities that you visit. You have to purchase and pack 
the the suitcases and make the travel arrangements and sometimes you know the travel arrangements are you know so much more money per piece of luggage so maybe you should have less luggage but the things you carry the things that you sort of buy along the way and that you can carry will either like with its with clothing it'll help you know uh, if you buy like a, a warm winter coat then you can sort of do really well if you take the sort of uh, go through russia route right uh, whereas you might want some spyglass or something if you're going to go on the ocean faring route across the indian ocean that sort of thing um, the thing that's really nice is that the whole game takes place across this like big globe and you've got these indiana jones like travel lines right and you have many different options so you get to a city um, and you can explore and you can find some new routes and then you get to decide you make choices like oh i'm going to take the ferry or maybe we'll we'll board this new artificers guild's uh dirigible um, maybe you'll you'll go north you know, i ended up at like the north pole and it was the craziest thing and um you know, maybe you'll run out of money and you'll be almost bankrupt in Japan. So you'll have to call up your your bank and be like, please, I need a loan, um, you know, so that you don't <laughs> die. Um, yeah, I think you can always sort of make it to back to London uh, unless except for the few circumstances where you really die. Um, I think you, gen you generally, <laughs> right. You generally can make it back. Like you generally running out of money is just sort of an embarrassment thing. And it costs a lot of time. Um, most paths will, will take more than the 80 days to get back. And, you know, you sort of see the newspaper at the end, Phileas Fogg makes it, but loses his bet, um, sort of thing. Um, I've never done it within 80 days. I've seen other people do it. I know it's possible, but, um, honestly, it's still just fascinating getting, there's so many different stories you can experience by all the different routes that you choose to go through. Um, it's really, really well written. Like the, the writer on this, um, I think there was a pair of writers, but I think the, the head writer, she did a really wonderful job. Like um, they, one of the things that I like is they do a good job at characters in sort of a lot of places of the world who wouldn't trust these two kooky white guys, you know, they don't trust them. Like they pass part two as past part two, you're walking into situations where like, this is not your country. This is not your home. Like you are a witness to a lot of things. You're a witness to a revolution or you're a witness to this and that. Like you are guests in a lot of places. And some people are more friendly to you than others. And for good reason. And that sort of, um, I don't know. In that way, it's it. That's part of why I call it steampunky is because it's got a very modern mindset about the writing. Um, and the other part is like, yes, they do absolutely have a bunch of fantastical gadgetry and things um, that weren't necessarily in the original story, right? Um, but it's a neat game. It's really cool. If you feel like you want a game that you can beat, good luck to you. Uh, if you feel like it, it's more like you're sitting down and reading a novel with some inventory management and some travel scenes. Um, but it's a really cool choose your own novel. That's uh, a cool concept. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's something I would enjoy personally, but it's really, really cool. Nice. Yeah. I think so. And I can offer, an, I can offer one, one more game. That's kind of more of a story thing that may be more on, on, on your, uh, 
your end of things it's a lot shorter it's like maybe you know like 10 15 minutes to experience uh, it's a game in 2018 or that released in 2018 um called florence so Florence is almost entire. I think it's entirely I've wordless. I've heard of this one. I think. Yeah, it's entirely wordless. There's no text. You know, there's no big paragraphs. It's just a series of simple like comic panels and vignettes and like little simple puzzles where like the mechanics of the puzzle really tells the story. Um, and I really, uh, it's hard to to say the things I really liked about it without spoiling too much, but like there's just simple moments where you have to like brush your teeth or you have a conversation by um, by like completing the 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 speech bubble as if it were a jigsaw puzzle. Um, but so much of that gameplay is also storytelling. Like you're instantly going, oh, we're doing this because it's saying this about the moment that we're in. Um, it's really, really well crafted, emotional story um, about a woman who falls in love and, you know, ha grows up. It's a very coming of age, like from like a 20s, you know, college or post. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a really, really cool sort of emotional story. Um, and I thought it was really well done. It's definitely more of like an art piece story, but it's pretty quick. Um, so it's worth just checking out. That one sounds like it's probably more up my alley, but okay. I think I've heard of it before. It, it sounds familiar. Oh, it got a lot of accolades. Yeah, um, I think I have heard of that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What else you got uh, on your phone? <laughs> so Tamagotchi Life. Actually, Bandai's come out with a couple of different Tamagotchi phone games. There, there is like a, a, a phone app for the original two versions of the Tamagotchi, which aren't my favorite. I own a couple of them for like collector's sake, but like I don't enjoy playing them. Uh, if I'm going to play an older Tamagotchi, I'll go with like one of the, or not older, but if I'm going to play like a black and white Tamagotchi, mm. colored, whatever, I'm going to go with one of the connections that came out from, I don't know, 2005 to 10 probably. And that like maybe somewhere in that time frame or the nanos that they're releasing now. So that one, I, I don't particularly enjoy. Bandai also came out with a phone game for the Tamagotchi ons and mixes. The mixes was the, um, the Japanese version. The on was the English version. And they, you, you could connect the Tamagotchi to the phone app for like gene mixing. Cause that was the, the, like the mix part, you mix genes to get a Tamagotchi that looked like both parents and mm. like previous generations. That's They've cool. shut that down and everyone's really mad about it. So bad. I, I'm still mad at it. I, <laughs> I mean, I get it because they, they stopped making the ons and the mixes. and They've come out with the picks, the Tamagotchi picks, which is not everyone's favorite. Uh, and it doesn't have any, like, phone capabilities. They didn't do anything extra with it. So it was really disappointing to have the Tamagotchi on slash. And you could use the the um, Japanese app. Like, there, there was a way to go into the, um, like, because I had both. I had the English and the Japanese version. There was just kind of a backdoor method to get the Japanese one to work. Nice. Yeah, I'm familiar so, with doing that for some games. <laughs> yeah, so... So I had both and, it, you know, it was really disappointing to go from this really interactive, really cool 
you know, phone app that you could connect to your Tamagotchi. And it was a lot of fun um, to, you know, something that was quote unquote newer, but it was also a lot less fabulous. Um, the new, the Pix also has touchscreen buttons, which are miserable. Oh. So they're really bad. <laughs> um, but Tamagotchi Life is more of a typical phone app. You're taking care of the Tamagotchi, but it like lives in a little house and you meet other Tamagotchis and you watch it grow. You get it a career. There's like little mini games you can play. And basically you just keep it happy until it, you know, grows up, gets a career, moves out and you get a new egg. But it's it's pretty fun. I've I've had a lot of fun with it. It's one of those I keep going back to. Just part of it is just because I, I obviously am obsessed with Tamagotchis, <laughs> but it's also cute. You know, it's, yeah. it's fun. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, did you have any more to talk about? Yeah, I have one more. I have one more. Me too. Um, so Monument Valley, uh, it's pretty pretty famous for how how well it did, how popular it got. And there's a sequel. But Monument Valley is this just like really nice special sort of puzzle game where you just get this little this little dude. Um, I don't know gender, but you know genderless dude um in a in a little hat little cone hat and you have this little tiny puzzle box mc escher world that you're trying to you know in, in each scene you're trying to get the character from one place to another um and it, um the sort of lego game i talked about last time uh, lego builder's journey reminds me a lot the gameplay reminds me a lot of this game uh without the building of course here um this doesn't have any building but it has a lot of little like sort of little uh cranks that you can sort of crank around with your finger mm -hmm. or little you know buttons that the character can hop on and that activate things so you can sort of change things in each of the little seams um but a lot of the times what's happening is that like you go into one door and you come out of another door um and you know the one door was on this surface and the other door was on a surface that feels like it's the edge of the other one and you're just sort of like walking up the underside of a staircase it's very escher like in that um so the puzzle is a lot of just spatial reasoning. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I know you're nemesis. My nemesis. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, gosh. So maybe not for you. Maybe not for you. Um, no. <laughs> I would, you know, do look up screenshots because it's got this really wonderful, nice, soft lighting and these really cool, just tiny little diorama worlds. Um, it is a gorgeous game. It's a wonderful little title. Um I know they came out with sort of a bigger version on, I don't know if it was computer or some console or something. Um, but I might check that out at some point because I have already played the original and really loved it. Um, I didn't I didn't play the sequel a lot, but it was sort of more good. You know, <laughs> more of that, that formula that was really good. So um, one of these days I'll pick up Monument Valley 2 and check that out. But I really, really, really enjoyed my time with the original Monument Valley um, from, from 2014. So... Yeah, I recommend anyone check that out if you like Escher puzzle boxes. This also kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Sony's Echo Chrome. Um, without the Echo Chrome's, um, Echo Chrome had that sort of like what you see is what reality is. And that, that's a little bit different from what's going on here. But just that sort of puzzle box world where you're trying to get a little character from one spot to another. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the last one I have, I actually haven't played this. I've been meaning to forever. I have it downloaded. I've started it. Um, it's Disney Twisted Wonderland. 
um, came out in 2020, Amniplex made it. And it is basically part of the reason I have not proceeded with it is you choose like what house you go into essentially. So it's kind of like Disney Harry Potter for lack of a better franchise to compare it to because you it's like a, a, um, like a magic school that you have different houses in. I think there's there's more than four. There's I think five or six of them maybe. And they're each like based off of a Disney villain. I don't think the villains are in the game. It's just that aesthetic for the house. Um, but you get to choose which one that you go into. And I, I haven't been able to make that decision, which is really stupid. <laughs> I wish you could just like, I wish they had you take a quiz or something and they sorted for you or you have the option to do that because it's a decision that I don't want to make. Um, it feels like it should be college and you can go for one year undecided and then you make a decision. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great. Uh, so, and it's like a kind of like a visual novel. Um, so you go through and go through the story. I first found out about it because originally it, what, there was no, you at like North American release. It was just in Japan. I knew about it because they made Tamagotchis out of it. Um, of course, they were like Bandai premium Tamagotchis, so you could only get them in Japan. They're stupid hard to get. Um, and they were expensive. I have three of them, and I don't want to say how much I paid for each of them individually. It For just like one of the nanos. It was one of the nanos, so they're not even super immersive, but I really like them all the same. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like obligated that because I have those, I should play the game. They also came out with Nendroids, which are really cute, which is another thing I collect and have a problem with. Oh. Not as much as I used to. I, I've halted. I, I haven't bought too many anime figures Nend recently. Nendroids tend to be some of the nicer uh, figurines. Yeah, the Nendroids and the Figmas. I, mm. I tend to like the Nendroids better. I've had a couple of bad experiences with Figmas, with them just falling apart. My... Oof. With a crowding glory, or no, no, I guess that was an android. I had a Hatsune Miku Halloween nendroid that I broke, and then I found a counterfeit version of it, hoping that the pieces were swappable, and then I broke that too. So, um, you're, you're a danger to yourself and others. I, that's the only one I've only ever broken that one, and there was a there was a Hatsune Miku. Yeah. Figma that I broke. And it's just it's just that one. So but yeah. Quality I, on those runs. It wasn't it was a design issue. Like the quality is fine. It was just like it does some of them have design issues. I had a, oh. the Attack on Titan ones and Mikasa has like a huge scratch on her back because you can put the little capes on them, but the capes rub against the paint. Mm. And so like her torso is just like ruined. They did send me a new one, but like it doesn't stop like i still can't yeah. put that accessory on it because it'll scratch it oh i i have to uh just quickly uh listeners if uh you like you know visual novels with pretty anime boys uh i, I did a quick search on the disney twisted wonderland and it is it is it's, right up that alley it's pretty anime boys yeah <laughs> but like disney yeah yeah so and I, i'm not right it's funny important note it's really funny because i don't think of myself as a like a disney adult even though I, <laughs> i've been playing dreamlight valley and now i'm talking about this but I, <laughs> I swear it's not something that i'm like it's just a coincidence i'm not super into disney i have a healthy enjoyment of it um 
But okay, yeah. but if you bring up a third game, it's going to be, you know, she doth protest too much. I, know. I don't think there is. <laughs> there is I mean, they, Disney's made other games, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to avoid the giant conglomerate that is Disney. Every once in a while, they'll come out with something that's interesting to everyone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, and, and the Twisted Wonderland game really does play more like a, a visual novel than it anything else. And it's, it looks you know, really cute. It looks really twisted. Really cute. It has like a dark motif. It's, you know, moody and aesthetic, I guess. I think I've used that word too many times today. No, but it um, is. It's really pretty. It's got like this, it is. Like that magical um, sort of art deco framing mm-hmm. on a lot of the UI. Um, and I, I, I thought the, 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 the screenshots of some, some chibi scenes were really fun. Uh, I like nice. how it's immediately identifiable which houses belong to which villain too, even if they don't have like the like there's no pictures of the um the villain anywhere, but like you know you can tell you know that's scar because it's black, brown, and green because he had that like green mm-hmm. like was, stuff, yeah, um you know, Ursula is purple and black. Like it's just, it's really identifiable which house belongs to which villain. I know Hades is there. Maleficent, um, the evil queen. I was, I was happy they added Hades because I love, <laughs> love, love Hercules. That, that sassy, sassy villain. Is it's great. so good. It's so good. <laughs> is it hot? Yeah. Just me. But yeah. yeah, but even just like the intro, like all of the houses and the, the characters have little backstories so you can kind of see like what house you might want to join what the people in those that house are kind of about and how they um how they operate so there's it's it feels like there's a lot of thought put into it even just right out of the gate cool yeah and that that's it i like mostly dippy fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) game mobile games yeah, I'm looking at a lot of this, and a lot of the things on my list are things that are sort of very visually pleasing that I can sort of dive into for a little while and then, like, complete. Yeah. yeah. For stuff like that, I'm more likely, like, if there's a Steam version, I'm more likely to play it there. And but... honestly, a lot of the games, especially the ones on my list, have a Steam version. I think the only one that might have a mobile, like, a, a Switch version is the Pokemon games, the mm. cafe game. I think that's probably the only one. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Uh, thanks for joining us on this exploration of games on your phone, listeners. I had a blast. I don't know. Yeah. It's always interesting to see because there's so many different ways to play games. There's so many different ways for people to enjoy games. And I think, you know, for a while, people really used to look down oh, yeah. on mobile gaming. Right. You that's know? not a like, real game. Yeah, like you play Farmville, like turns up nose. That's not a real game. Yeah, but like you know, don't 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 make fun of people for what they like. If someone calls themselves a gamer and they only play Farmville, that's fine. Like, yeah, and honestly, I think a lot of the 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 issue, the stigma, came from a lot of people trying to like take games that make sense on game pads and like adding virtual button, like like porting like castlevania or like the sonic games and be like here's the mobile version and it's like no it needs to be designed for the phone you can't just make a regular game and then give us touch screen buttons it doesn't it's not the same yeah Um, so it's nice that we have so many years of phone games now that like you can find all the games that were made for this platform for this experience 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So go forth and enjoy games however you please, folks. And I think that about does it for us today. Goodbye. Bye.